keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. Episode 34, it's just me and Rob. In the house. That's it. <laughs> and now we're leaving. No. Goodbye. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about uh, social media and the, the impact it's, it's had on the industry and I guess kind of the evolution of social media and its involvement in the industry. Oh, my goodness, yes. It's um. It's been a ride. Do we go back to yourspace.com? <laughs> I had a myspace.com. Me too, dude. When when you could only have eight pictures on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or seven pictures. That's whatever right. it was. I don't know. But <laughs> it's it's crazy because honestly, even then I was networking with people on uh, uh, with about reptiles. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning. At the inception <laughs> of it all. Yeah, it's very it's really interesting how far social media has come. Um, just kind of in general, mm -hmm. but, um, man, it's, it certainly is like dictating a lot of trends in the industry these oh, days, sure. which, um, which is quite interesting before it was like the dumping ground of photos and little video clips and like, look at these cool things that I put, I created this year. Now it's like, this is the coolest thing. Oh my God. I have okay. I'm getting text messages everywhere right now. And even though I shut off my iPad, it's, the volume is still going. I don't know what's happening. Social media. It's actually perfect. Social media is ruining the world one beep at a time. This is very meta. <laughs> oh, boy. So yeah. <laughs> Periodically, you will hear a beep. These beeps are brought to you by social media. It's going to stress some people out. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, so anywho, <laughs> just thinking about uh, the involvement of social media, you know, it's a pre-social media, obviously. We, there were just websites and then forums. And magazines. And magazines. Reptiles magazine and Vivarium magazine. Yeah. And um, when social media kind of came on, it, as I just said, it, it was, it kind of became like kind of the dumping ground of photos and, and whatever, like look at all these cool things that I produced. So now, obviously, social media runs quite a bit of the world and a lot of the trends terrifying. in the world. Yeah, which can be quite terrifying. Um, and it still has kind of that element of, like, look at all these really cool things that I produced. Mm -hmm. But it's also, you know, people are on their phones constantly. So they see a photo of something that they think is really cool. They share it. If other people think it's cool, you know, then it goes viral and it becomes a massive trend. We've seen it happen with, uh, like, any kind of iridescent snakes mm -hmm. so like motley golden child retics Bolan's pythons sunbeam snakes um you know and then there's like this burst of attention that the species get which i think is kind of cool mm -hmm. especially on a lesser known species like a sunbeam snake um but then you know then there's like um social media <laughs> but then there is uh <laughs> stuff like dragon snakes mm -hmm. that picked up a lot of really insane popularity kind of out of nowhere but they're not an yeah, easy snake I, to maintain i don't like that those are popular mm -hmm. so it just kind of like it kind of comes and goes and um you know of course there isn't just one social media platform there's a bunch of social media platforms and um it, it, the foundation of it all is is pretty much like facebook that's mm -hmm. the, generally the most used Social media platform. Social media. <laughs> um, but, you know, now we've got Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and... and uh, there's, blah, blah, there's, blah. Yeah, there's so many different kinds. And um, all these different various algorithms and social media. <laughs> I'm just going to do that every time something goes off. Because I literally turned off... Rob watched me turn the volume off on my iPad. And it's uh. still... It's still going. I don't understand it. But while we are live recording pre-recorded episodes of this podcast, now I'm aggressively clicking the volume. ASMR. Yeah, there you go. This is going to be a great episode, guys. We're five minutes in and we're fucking crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So 
I think back like when like Reptiles Magazine did have a lot of influence on what kind of was popular back in the day. And when they would put mm-hmm. out articles on certain species, people would definitely uh, kind of gravitate towards that. And they, you would see different shifts in interest as the, ep- not the episodes, as the <laughs> issues of Reptiles Magazine would come out because they had like breeder spotlight section where they would highlight a cool more for something new that just uh, recently got bred. Or they would have, you know, the centerfold where they would have, you know, pictures you can make a poster and put it on your wall of you know ball python morphs or whatever happened to be the big article for that particular issue and then you had the classifieds in the back where you could see a variety of different species that people had for sale and that sort of stuff but um right as reptiles magazine and a lot of stuff was kind of shifting more to online and on the internet there was chat rooms people would definitely come uh out for like kingsnake.com on friday and saturday nights used to have a reptile chat and i that was like where i got to meet a lot of people and to kind of talk to people i you know i was young still i was like 13 or 14 years old but i didn't tell anyone that i was just like (laughs) i'm gonna join this internet chat room with a bunch of strangers on the internet and talk to them about (laughs) reptiles and my parents will be okay with it (laughs) but um yeah but like big thing was forums but then there was also Mm -hmm. chat rooms so kingsnake.com had a consistent chat that that they would people would join Fridays and Saturday nights where people would often talk about reptiles. It was open all the time, but when people kind of scheduled time to hang out and chat reptiles was usually on Friday or Saturday nights. And then uh, there was also Reptichat. I don't know if you ever remember that. That was like a really old one. Um, I was only on there briefly. It wasn't as popular. I actually got kicked off of their server once (laughs) or off of like out of the room for they banned me for like a week or something because I posted a picture of me handling one of my tarantulas and they're like you're encouraging unsafe behavior and I was like I didn't tell anyone to handle them and I you know (laughs) they're not anything that can kill you and I'm very safe like I've had tarantulas my whole life I don't see the big deal about it. Right, right. They like, were no, no. Listen, yeah, this is safe. Yeah, they were not having it, so I got, <laughs> I got, I got banned from that at one point. Oof. That's aside the point. But uh, the transition from reading articles on Reptiles magazine or getting books where people had published and had editors review the information to now where social media, Facebook groups and Instagram pages and stuff mm-hmm. like that is where a lot of people are getting their information. And it's like, that's not reviewed by anyone. I can make up an opinion right now, post it on a, like buy a domain for a website, post it on that website, Yeah, you know, h- theoretically hire someone to make the website look professional. And then all of a sudden now it's the new care sheet and mm-hmm. people don't really do their due diligence as one would say. Uh, to vet what kind of information they're getting because I actually had someone call nerd recently and they were asking about uh, where I get my information for the things that I work with. And the main thing I was saying was like, I try to find somebody who's doing it. (laughs) If it's, Mm -hmm. if it's something that other people are working with, I try to talk to them because they're already, they already know. Um, they have tried the various ways that you can fail, and I'm going to <laughs> learn from their failures yep. so I don't make those mistakes. And that is one of the most valuable things that you can do as a responsible keeper is to talk to other keepers in the venue that you're interested in and try and gather that information. And I'm not just saying just talk to one person or two people. Like Try to talk to as many people as you can, who are working with the thing that you're interested in, and take bits and pieces of the information that you've gathered from those various sources and then see what works best for you. Because the way I keep a blood or short tail python in New Hampshire is going to be very different than the way that someone keeps a blood or short tail python in southern Arizona. Just the air humidity is different. (laughs) Like everything... uh, is different in one way or another. So yep. the way that I keep things with my collection might be completely different than someone keeps it in another part of the United States or around the world. So you have to take all of that sort of stuff into consideration. And that's where like the uh, local reptile or herp societies can be super important because if you find someone locally to you who works with a lot of the same species that you're interested in, 
you can kind of bounce ideas off them and see how they keep things because if they live in the same, a similar area as you or part of the country, they might have a similar style of keeping or, or things that you might be able to tweak your own keeping and, and make it better. So with social media though, you know, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are experts or they claim to be experts. <laughs> and there's a lot of care sheet kings and queens out there who I've read the care sheet and I know how to take care of it. And, you know, uh, you can't tell them otherwise. It's, right. I've had people who are like, you don't know how to keep short tail pythons. And I'm like, I've read all the species, <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I, all of them. I've raised all of them and bred them before. Uh, I, I've got quite a few of them. And they're like, no, you don't know. I read the care sheet. It said to feed them once a week. And if you feed them less than that, you're abusing your animal. And I'm like, oh, well, um, they're heavy-bodied animals. They don't really need to eat every single week. But the care sheet. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fight with you. <laughs> and and a lot of those Facebook groups are just people have that have read the care sheet, patting each other on the back and telling each other how great a job they're doing. And they're ultimately doing a disservice to the animals because when you're when your care is not ideal the animals will tell you you'll be mm -hmm. able to tell if you've got any sort of a uh, attunement to your collection or to your animals or to your pets or to your reptiles you'll know that there's something that's off and 100%, that's yeah. one of the things that like people who are newer to the hobby kind of get thrown off by because they just don't have that experience yet. So if their snake doesn't eat for a week and they've been feeding it on a weekly schedule, now the world is falling at their feet. And that um, that can be very disturbing for people who have not experienced it yet. And then there's people like me and I've got a ball python that's 17. I've had him for 17 years. He's 18 years old, roughly. And he went 11 and a half months without eating before. And yeah. when I tell people that, they're like, what? Because their snake hasn't eaten for two weeks. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, make sure it's, it's hydrated. Make sure that your care is on point. But they can go a long time without eating. And, you know, I offered him food every three weeks. And he was just not interested in eating. For the first, like, five months, I was like, ah, this is fine. He'll, he'll get over it. And then once summertime started rolling around again, I was like, okay, you should start eating now. Yeah, he didn't please. lose any weight or anything. So please. I brought him to a vet. I did what, you know, I did the right thing. I brought him to a vet. I had them check everything. They did a stool sample. They did swabs in his mouth. They checked it. So everything is perfect with this snake. And they're like, he's just, he'll eat when he's ready. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess he'll eat when he's ready. <laughs> and then literally one day he was just like, oh, food. Nah, I guess I want to eat again. And then he just started eating again. Oof. So yeah, it's, it's, these animals are much more durable than people give them credit for. That's very true. Yeah. And if you were to read the care sheets, it's like, oh, you did, you skipped two feedings. Ah, people yeah. are going to lose their mind because the framework for keeping a pet is a lot around like, cats, dogs, mm -hmm. and maybe fish, where like you're feeding them on a very consistent basis. Right. And if your cat stops eating for two days or three days, there's something wrong and it's probably not good. Um, but your snake, if it doesn't eat during the winter time, eh, yeah. they it's, just do that sometimes. Yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's very true. There's, there's also that, uh, we, we talked about this before, like, the people who exist on the, the Facebook groups, then they're like, well, if it's not posted in this group, then it's not real. It doesn't exist. You yeah. know, it can't be real. And, um, you know, I mean, that's the, the ultimate farce. Yes. You know, it is just like, man, people were doing this long before social media. They'll continue to do it long after. And there's a lot know. of people who work with stuff who don't want to be bothered by things. <laughs> like white lip pythons are one of the ones that I think of because, like, White lip pythons have gotten hugely popular over yes. the last eight years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, they were never, I mean, people were, thought they were kind of pretty, but they were they didn't have the draw that they've got now. With a couple viral videos of an iridescent snake in the sun, and mm -hmm. now everyone wants white lip pythons. And <laughs> if you, yeah, if you were to breed white lip pythons, mm -hmm. you're going to have 500 emails in your inbox of people trying to buy them. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of people just don't want to deal with that. I personally know two or three people who produce white lip pythons in the U.S., but they don't post when they reproduce them because they don't have to. They sell them locally to people who are interested in buying them, and they never talk about it because they really don't care about social media. Mm -hmm. And 
if you were to maybe say that to some people, they're going to go, well, they're just passing off wild caught thing. And I'm like, well, I've seen their snakes. <laughs> I've seen the babies the week after they hatched out. Like mm-hmm. I've seen the, the pictures of the egg teeth on them. Like, what are you going to tell this person who's breeding them? No, because they didn't post it in your Facebook group that it didn't happen. Come yeah. on. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. It's, it's really bizarre that, that we live in a, in a world that is basically like, if it's not on social media, it's not real. It doesn't exist. Either. You know, and uh, that's that's always kind of weirded me out because, like, reality is, is what's happening right now. It's mm-hmm. literally, like, the tangible stuff right in front of you. Yeah. You know, and uh, when you get so consumed by a phone screen or an iPad or a computer, it just, man, you're missing something. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like. I've certainly seen it, it, you know, when I, when I was teaching, you know, like the kids just glued to their phone in the middle of class and you're like, dude, just, you know, put your phone away for an hour. It's not Mm going to, it's not going to kill you. I promise. But, um, we're just, we're so addicted to it sometimes and it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. But, um, I think one of the biggest avenues that, um, social media does afford us is connecting with those people that are working with the same species we're interested in, but also, the people who have pioneered oh, for certain sure. projects, you know, so I mean, think about Keith McPeak or, uh, you know, Tom Crutchfield or Kathy Ron St. Pierre, yeah. Kathy Love. All these people are on social media. Mm-hmm. They have at least a Facebook, yep. you know, and uh, it's really easy to, to send them a message and mm-hmm. they might not respond to it right away. But, you know, imagine before social media being like, I, I need to, to find Kathy Love. I gotta go to Georgia and meet this person. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, oh, I hope they're gonna be at this next reptile show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, how long do I have to drive before I can meet this person? Yeah. You know, or talk to them on the phone, and just hope that they're in that day. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so it, it, you know, we have a lot of afforded benefits yeah. to that, and unfortunately, it, it goes a lot of times un, undiscovered, really, because I mean, unless you know who Tom Crutchfield is, mm-hmm. you know, like you've done any sort of research on like albino iguanas or, or any of the multitude of things that, that Tom has done. Um, you're not necessarily going to be like, oh yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. You know, same thing with like Kathy Love, you mm-hmm. know, unless you're, you're looking not into at, corn snakes. <laughs> right. You know, unless you're into <laughs> corn snakes or whatever, you know, or Ron Tremper, if you're not into leopard geckos, you don't know who Ron is, you know, all these different things. Um, you know, you, you just won't know about them. And, and that's that kind of boggles my mind, you know, I just from a standpoint of like, we don't necessarily appreciate the history yeah. of herpetoculture uh, in today's world because we have this instant gratification on our phone or on the computer or whatever. Just Google whatever it is we're interested in and boom, boom there's a picture of it, there's a care the sheet, there's a whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but real world experience will always trump the book experience. Especially when you're dealing with wild animals mm-hmm. or exotic animals in that context of just like, you know, you can read all the care sheets in the world about a species or, you know, maybe the different quirks of a species. But until you own that species and you start like trying to work with it and you figure out those quirks, you're not going to necessarily get the the full picture. Yeah. You'll get a good idea, but... Um, you know, there's a, a big difference between like, oh, I've read everything about blood pythons, so I know everything about blood pythons. Then you get a big blood python in your hand. And it throws and your it, whole body. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh, oh, this wasn't in the care sheet. That's what they meant by thrashing. Okay. Yeah, yeah I understand it now. Um, you know, so it's just like to be able to realize that, you know, there's predecessors and then and that those predecessors are in many instances still alive mm-hmm. and and quite easy to get a hold of yeah. for the most part like we we go we kind of go without talking about that in most instances you know i think about you know just being at barchek's place the other week and talking about like um mark bell mm-hmm. and uh and a whole bunch of those guys that like now you know are still like in it and are like the big guys mm-hmm. but they like pioneered a lot of stuff along the way and if you don't know yeah if you weren't paying attention back when they were doing it it's like then you don't even know it exists yeah you know yeah i feel like the the way that our society is is that when you have got the information right there and accessible it no longer requires that drive to get it 
Like, I mean, you just Google, how do I take care of a blood python? And you'll find a bunch of different sites that can take you to, you know, this is how you keep a blood python. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't give credit or give weight to uh, the people like uh, Tracy Barker and mm-hmm. like Kevin, the people who are like doing it when people were like, why the hell would you want to keep a blood python? Those <laughs> things, they piss all over you. They bite the hell out. They, they like the swamp snakes. They're gross. And it's just like, you know, it, it doesn't <laughs> give credit to those people who like took the time to understand the animals themselves and, and got that information and, and was bouncing it off other people to see if, that was what worked with them mm-hmm. and then, you know, tweaked it and worked with it and really dialed it in to get it to that point. But that's one of the things that I like about the podcasts, um, like, like our podcast, like NPR and some of the other podcasts is talking to these people uh, who have kind of pioneered things or people who are working with things and really making them more human, making them more, you know, not accessible, but you can kind of get a feel for what that person's like, because, if you hear about, you know, a story about Trace Harden, you're like, oh, I mm. heard that he does bugs and stuff, and that's cool. I like bugs too. Blah, blah, blah. But if you get to listen to him talk about stuff for a little bit, you're like, okay, okay. So he's got a good sense of humor. You know, he's a friendly guy. Uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It makes it more real than just like, oh, I saw Trace's name on something on the internet. And it's right. like, oh, okay, cool. That's gone forever. But you get a chance to talk to him or listen to him talk, and it's like, Oh, that person, I, it's, it makes it more concrete, more real yeah. than just, you know, reading it on a website someplace, which is somehow how some people learn, you know, some people can just like read things and retain it immediately. And just, they've got it as soon as they see it a couple of times, it's like, boom, it's right in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for a lot of people, you know, just getting to talk or listen to people talk about a certain subject is what really will solidify it in their mind. And I, I feel like I kind of work on both of those kind of realms. Uh, I definitely retain stuff better when I'm talking to people about it, but if it's important stuff, I can read it too. But yeah, it's it's so wild to see the amount of people who just like throw out information online. Because if you go into any reptile group and you post a question about something, you'll probably get like. 10 to 30 different people answering <laughs> your question and some of them are answering it completely different than the other people and it's like what what have any of you done <laughs> where are you all getting your information from because this <laughs> is like wikipedia everyone's just editing everything and they're like this is the information now and you can't change my mind right exactly and it's it's just not the case it's so not the case I was listening to a live stream with Ryan McVeigh from Zilla Mm -hmm. and he was talking about bearded dragons and how people keep bearded dragons and how a lot of the bearded dragons in the U S hobby are obese and fat. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I was like, Oh my God, he's preaching right to me right now. I can, I feel it. Keep talking. But (laughs) he's talking about how, um, when the people were trying to dial in bearded dragons and get, the best ways to keep them healthy and keep them alive and stuff. They were you know, saying that they would often get a big size and then they would often die really quickly, uh, which was like a big issue. And they were just like feeding them heavy on the insects, heavy, heavy, heavy on the insects. That's the only thing that they would feed them. And so he's talking about, oh, well, you know, some vets are going, oh, well, they also, they're omnivorous a little bit. So they kind of were like, you know, well, if you just feed them more veggies, more empty calories, basically, if you feed them those so you can feed your need to want to feed something, uh, you know, it's healthier for them. And they, that's what they do in the wild. And it's like, if you look at a lot of the places where bearded dragons are found, it's like desolate. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they're, they're not going like, oh, I'm big enough to eat this dried dead stick that's out here. They're, it's like they're eating what they can. And yeah. in, in the U S hobby, it's like, well, I need to feed it six times a day. I need to make sure that it's eating. I need to track every single one of its bowel movements. And it's like, it doesn't have a calendar. It doesn't know the last time it took poop. It's like when it, yeah. when it needs to poop, it'll poop. And as long as your care, you know, your care parameters are correct. The thing's going to be happy. It's 
like if you go into a bearded dragon group today and post a picture of a cage with sand in it, oh my god, you will get annihilated, annihilated. People will lose their mind. They'll yeah. post your personal address. They'll post pictures <laughs> of your parents. They'll be like, oh "Burn god. this person's house down. They're uh, abusing their dragon." Uh, and it's like. You do know where they come from, right? Yeah. Right? They they're not living on paper towel and kitchen tile in Australia. Like Jeez. for real though. Like no, they're living on cage carpet. Cage carpet. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Come on, Ron. I haven't seen the pictures recently. <laughs> Last one I saw were on rocky sand. <laughs> Dude. No, man. It's all about that cage carpet. But like if you post that in that group, <laughs> people will lose their mind and it's like, well, <laughs> If your care parameters are correct and the animal is able to drink and stay hydrated and it's able to eat the appropriate food items and, you know, you're not power feeding the hell out of it. Having some sand in the cage, the bottom of the cage is not the end of the world. I promise. I promise. I've done it for a lot of years. A lot of years. Yeah. But if you had been in one of those groups, like I've literally had customers where they ball out on their bearded dragon and they get them like the nicest setup, full spectrum lighting. They get all the best basking lights. They've got, you know, hammocks in there. They got climbing branches. They've got nice water dishes. They take like immaculate care of their animals. Yeah. And, you know, since I've spoken to them, I'm like, you know, don't go crazy with the feeding. You're going to make them fat. They're not supposed to be around animal. They're not supposed to be a balloon. Um, yeah. And they take that and they really just, they do their own research and they have got this animal that is just like immaculate. And then I've had customers that have done all that stuff and they post a picture of their setup because they're just like, I love my bearded dragon. I just want to share it with other people who love their bearded dragons. And they'll post it in a bearded dragon group and people will just shred them. Absol- any little thing that they can think about to make a big hubbub and, and to really flame somebody on, that's the first thing that they go for. And, you know, this person, if you took a look at their bearded dragon, like they took it out of the enclosure and you just looked at it. This is like the perfect body weight bearded dragon. The mm-hmm. thing has grown immaculately. It's got great body structure, perfect color. Every, it's not stressed out at all. Uh, but they, I've literally had customers call like crying on the phone because they were like, I post, I shared my, I need to get a whole new setup. My bearded dragon, the people in the bearded dragon group said that I'm abusing it. I can't believe that I'm using sand. I should never have done that. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, what is your animal like? And they're like, well, he looks great. And he like, he's very happy with my family and he comes out and spends time with my kids. And, and, you know, I mean, it looks good to me. And I'm like, send me a picture. And you'd look at this animal and it's, like mint. literally perfect. It's yeah. mint. But if you had been in that Facebook group, you would have been like, oh, these people just roasted this person. And there's no room for uh, discussion with those people. And it really, yeah. really, really does a disservice to to the animals themselves. Because, you know, I, don't know. I, I, I harp on bearded dragon people a lot because they <laughs> get irrationally upset about if the, if your cage doesn't look like their cage and it doesn't have six stuffy animals in there and tile, it's like, you're, yeah. And it's like, there's no room for discussion with them because they, if you're not doing that, you're an animal abuser. And it's just so rough to see people do that. And it's yeah. so exclusionary uh, to the different ways that people can set up their enclosures and to set up their environments and all that sort of stuff. And, Social media definitely has that dark side where people just feel like, oh, it's just another name on a page. I'm going to roast the crap out of this person and make them feel like shit. And it's it, it's so separate from if you were going to your friend's house or going to someone who you met's house and you're like, oh, they've got a pet bearded dragon here. Uh, you know, you wouldn't just go, well, you're going to kill your freaking animal, blah, blah, blah. Especially if you looked at it and it's like a super healthy animal. You're like, what is what's going on here yeah, yeah, when it's yeah. just the name on the internet people feel like they can just write whatever they want they hit send and then it's gone it does it's like that's it yep they don't care uh, maybe they feel like they care too much but it's just it's definitely made social media a breeding ground for a lot of that hatred and it's it's yeah. so weird because social media is meant to kind of bring people together to share ideas to share passion to share interest and when people go and do that and really just like push apart and separate and separate and separate it, it makes you not want to be a part of it. And like, I took a huge step back from Facebook groups, 
uh, for a really long time because I was just so over it. Like I know my snakes are healthy. I know that I can, I've raised and bred them. I know that what I'm doing is, is what I should be doing. But you know, you talk to some people and they're like, if you don't have a bioactive enclosure, you're an animal. If you keep in a rack, oh, don't even talk to me. And it's like, you know, you maybe you, it doesn't work for everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't work for everything is my opinion. Yeah. No, it's, it's very true. You know, um, <clears throat> the social media definitely allows for some of those breeding grounds of negativity. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it also not to continue to harp on the downsides of social media, but, uh, it very often gives people a platform that don't necessarily deserve it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, I think about, you know, Instagram, which is probably second most Oof. used to come uh, to Facebook. Facebook yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some people that have millions of, of followers and don't just necessarily bad information. <laughs> yeah. They just don't necessarily deserve it, yeah. you know? And, um, y you know, when, when you start understanding the algorithms and like you learn kind of like how everything is figured out, you just kind of like, huh? Okay. Well, that's weird. Um, you know, like literally there's, you know, there's aspects of, um, like think about like YouTube. Yeah. Right. Um, when, uh, uh, when we did the thumbnail YouTube. for the bite video mm -hmm. for Gianni, um, <clears throat> as soon as Donnie edited it and through the, the, uh, edited photo of John being in there, giving the thumbs up, mm -hmm. you remember that? the video was taken down Yeah. like immediately because mm -hmm. The, the, their software that just kind of acts like a screening. A, a, yeah. Just scanning software just to make sure like it doesn't violate any terms of service. was like, Oh, there's a kid in that thumbnail. We got, we got to flag, flag that video. Cause mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on with that video. A child. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we had to change the thumbnail mm -hmm. back and then it went right back up. Mm -hmm. No problem. Uh, but like we've seen the same thing. Like if there's blood in a thumbnail, like mm -hmm. when we're cutting eggs, you know, if there's mm -hmm. blood in that thumbnail, it, it'll get demonetized or, or taken down or, or whatever. Um, you know, and like, I'll never forget when like Barcheck told me, you know, he's like, if you post a, f a photo of a snake on Instagram, you don't have to hashtag snake. The software already picks up that it's a snake. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be specific, you know, but like kind of snake, this is yeah. a, yeah, yeah. But um, it'll already start to put it in With a category snake, yeah. of other snake photos. And that's just you posting it. You don't mm -hmm. have to do anything else. That to me is ridiculous mm -hmm. and terrifying yeah. at the same time. Um, but, you know, so just thinking about like, that's just kind of barely scratching the surface, the surface of, of what happens behind the scenes on social media and how those algorithms are kind of generated. So, you know, then you start looking at the people who have these massive followings that again, don't necessarily deserve it. Um, you know, you tend to see a lot of the same things. Like it's generally very high quality photo or video, mm -hmm. um, something that is, uh, eye catching or appealing just off of the thumbnail or the preview or the photo itself. And, um, usually focused on the person. Yes, exactly. It's not usually focused very much on the, on the, the animal itself. itself. Yeah. It's about the personality. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's no, no shocker. And I'm sure you've probably seen this in, in like your Instagram posts or something. If you post a photo of you holding an animal, it tends to get more attention mm -hmm. than if it's just like you taking a photo of the of animal the in animal. your hand, yep. you know, or the animal itself. Um, and that's not by mistake, you know, the whole aspect of it is like people want to see other people yeah. whatever being happy or whatever like that uh, that photo i posted um holding that red albino iguana at the yeah. reptarium like that photo did tremendously well on both facebook and instagram mm. compared to some of the other photos i had posted that was like still really good quality photos but of just the animal mm -hmm. you know um so it's it's very interesting how all of that works and um it, uh, it may, it just makes you start to think and like, okay, well, it, how can I make sure that the appropriate message or the appropriate information is getting shared, mm -hmm. you know, to people, not necessarily to like combat the rest of the craziness on there, but to just be another resource and one that's maybe got a little bit more, uh, oomph behind it, yeah. you know, in, in terms of keeping and, and whatever, um, 
you know, these are certainly vital things. Because, you know, I mean, think about, if you think about the generation that's coming up now, which makes me sound really old for even saying that. This, this generation doesn't know shit. But if you think about this generation now, that literally they can Google everything, they can jump on Facebook and search it on Facebook or Instagram and find a source of whatever it is that interests them, mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether the information that's there is correct or not or sound or not, and just be like, oh, yeah, man, like I follow so-and-so and, -so, and yeah. like that's everything. You know, um, and that to me is probably the sketchiest part mm -hmm. of social media because, you know, when, as you were just saying, when we were growing up, coming through it, it was forums and, and the reptiles magazine and all that stuff. And like, you couldn't help but see the person's name that did whatever it is you were impressed by because it was written right there, yeah. you know, by them, uh, by them, <laughs> you know, and it's like article by so-and-so, yep. you know, um, you know, and it's just thinking like early 2000s or whatever, like when the industry was like in its heyday, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was so much easier to find out about certain people because there weren't so many people doing it. The industry yeah. was still considered a taboo for the greatly for the most part, um, you know, so it wasn't uncommon to go to somebody's table, talk about something and hear a name like, you know, Dave and Tracy Barker or, you know, Bill and Kathy Love or, or anything like that. Uh, but now you you never freaking yeah people hear be that. like a love line okatee yeah ah, the hell is that people love the okatees I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> like, exa exactly exactly <laughs> VIP who is yeah who is that you it's know like Vita Precocia International yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not VIP yeah I know. <laughs> but I I feel like a lot of the older people too like they are on social media. But they don't give as much weight to it. Like they just kind of have fun with it. They like just post casually on there. They don't post a lot of consistency on there because mm -hmm. uh, they don't have to. You know, they they've kind of proven that they know what they're doing, and and they don't have to prove anything to anybody. Right. Um, I think that one of the people who I see who's more active on social media would be like Tom Crutchfield. Mm -hmm. he, he seems to post a lot. Ron St. Pierre seems to post quite a bit as well. And I'm really interested in a lot of the projects he's got going on. Oh, too. hell yeah. And then, like, watching all the amazing things that Ty Park is doing with Iguana yes. Land. Like, I I saw that he's got a, a rough opening date for Iguana Land. And I'm like, I can buy a ticket right now. <laughs> I'm just like, I need to set up, I need to plan for this because I need, need, need to go to Iguana Land and yes. check it out because I'm just super excited. As watching all the process of. Uh, building the enclosures and and he's been sharing all along the way on his on his Facebook. It's been amazing. Uh, yeah, the the progress that's been going into this uh, you know facility, it's been incredible to see all the different things that are going into it and and where his mind is and and just seeing how he's thinking about it and how it's going to be presented to the public. I'm like super super excited yeah. about that. And that's one of those things where. You know, a lot of breeders who are working with particular species or are kind of like top of their game when it comes to a certain type of animal that they work with, they don't want to share that sort of stuff. Uh, they kind of keep it low and quiet and then they, you know, share when they've got things available and that's kind of yeah. how, they, how they roll. Uh, but there are certain people like Ty Park who are like, I want to just share information because I'm passionate about these animals and I want to get that information out there about, you know, you know, his Cyclora or his Cinosaura or any of the other yeah. the Tegus that he was working with. And he just wants to share that with people. And that really shines through. And you can see his love for, you know, the animals, regardless of what people think about him or what people yeah. think about what he's doing. He's like, I don't care. I'm, I'm doing this because I love the animals. And that that is just really cool because you can get a feel for what kind of person someone is from their social media. I mean, get, granted, social media is going to be your highlight reel and not as many people are sharing their losses or their failures or their setbacks. Uh, you know, more people are going to be sharing just the good stuff. Yeah. But there are some people who are just real and they just talk about, you know, the challenges that they faced and the things that they may have gone through to get to the point where they have been successful. And I think that that's really interesting. And you, you can kind of get a feel for what kind of breeder someone is before you even buy from them. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of find out what kind of person they are. 
just through their social media. And, you know, back in the day, it was like, you know, if you saw an ad for nerd, it was like, oh, that's nerd. That's Kevin. And that's, you know, that's all you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then now, I mean, you can follow Kevin on his Instagram and you can see videos of him, you know, feeding his boas or see what he's excited about this week or what he's doing, you know, and behind the scenes sort of stuff. Yep. But back in, when I was a kid, I didn't fucking know anything about I was like, okay, Kevin McCurley <laughs> breeds ball pythons and he's got blood pythons and reticulated pythons. And lots of other weird stuff. Yes. And that's all I knew. Like, that's it. I didn't know anything <laughs> about him personally. Uh, but never before has there been a time where you could learn personally about what someone's like who's interested in the same things that you are. That's like, very true. It's so wild to me to think that, you know, I follow some people who are over in Australia and people who are on the other side of the planet. I'm like, oh, man, look at what they're doing today. He's, you know, yeah. he's out there feeding his taipans, his brown snakes. Yeah. He's got his Woma pythons. I'm like, shout out to my boy Chris, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, his scrubs. And it's it's just so strange to me that we're able to connect on that level to people on the other side of the planet, like literally the other side of the planet. Yeah, it's legit. so wild to me from a kid who was like, you know, I, when I was a kid, I, Kevin was a two, what a state away from me. And I still didn't know anything about him yeah, yeah, yeah. like at all. When I was a kid, I just like saw in reptiles magazine. Oh, he's breeding ball pythons. That's cool. He's got an ad in ball in reptiles magazine of, you know, spider ball python and the morphs that he's making and all this stuff. And, you know, back then, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that, you know, I'd be working with him. You know, that's just yeah. not it was never even on the the radar of a, a thing that could be a possibility. <laughs> just wasn't. Yeah. Um, or e any of the things that I've done. I used to go to Gatorland when I was a kid and like, you know, I didn't know that Gatorland had social media and stuff until I was older. But like from going to Gatorland as a kid and then going and hanging out with savannah at gatorland mm. um in february and getting a feet of saltwater crocodile and Bruh. alligators up close Bruh. and do all this stuff it's like yes that never would have happened without social media because yeah. i'm just a, another weird reptile guy i'm not freaking anybody <laughs> special i'm just like yeah. another guy who geeks out about reptiles but connecting with those other people who are passionate like we are through social media you're able to do like things that you you never would have imagined like I get people who message me and they're like, dude, I just want to come up to nerd someday and like do this and do that and like check, see this one particular animal. And it's so satisfying. Like when they do finally come visit to be like, Hey, you wanted to check out some, like a big scrub Python, check this out. And then they like put a big scrub Python in their hands. And I'm just like, yeah, that's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with, without social media, that would never ever be possible because people walk yeah. in downstairs and they're like, I to see a scrub python i'm like get out of here <laughs> don't, <laughs> i don't actually say that but like you know it's it's one thing to build a relationship with people online and then get to meet them in person and there's another thing it's like you know it's going someplace and just hoping that something cool can happen you know yeah no exactly exactly yeah social media certainly offers a lot of potential for for growth and networking and um you know i mean i think you know that going to gatorland is perfect example like that was literally just like the shot in the dark mm -hmm. of like oh let's see if we can go you know get in there and see if we can meet with savannah or whatever and we weren't necessarily expecting the full behind the no. scenes anything we we're just being like oh yeah we'll hang out for a little bit we'll walk around talk about reptiles a little bit yeah yeah and then be on our way and next thing you know we're jumping in with a freaking nile crocodile and a bunch of gators mm -hmm. and this that and the other thing and you're like Hot damn. This has been one of the coolest days of my life. Yeah, legit. <laughs> legit. And, uh, I mean, that that wouldn't be possible without, without, social, without media. social media. You yeah. know, um, I remember when uh, it was like the year or so before I came up to Nerd, coming up to do the live streams on Facebook mm -hmm. with Kevin. And just like the number of people who were jumping on those live streams for just a moment to try to get Say, Kevin's Kevin. attention yep. or like ask Kevin the question that they've been dying to get answered from him. Um, it used to always blow me away, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, just to know like, man, there's so much credibility mm -hmm. that he has. And literally people all over the world are like, I just need to ask him this one question, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they, chances are, if you call here, you're not going to talk to Kevin. No. You know, if you email us, 
You might get Kevin. You're probably going to talk to me. But Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, on the phone, you're probably going to talk to me. You yeah. Talk to somebody else. Um, you know, so, I mean, for the for that split second, you know, if he answered a question, it was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Blah, 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 yeah. You know, um, I used to always, like, remember, like, leaving and just being like, damn, there's, there's a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but um, I, I certainly think that's one of the coolest things to be able to connect that way yeah you know with people and um you know now doing the we do the stuff on twitch and 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 all that kind of stuff so we're we're still able to do that um but we've also become a little bit more uh i guess you could say transparent from the standpoint of like you're not just looking at like the cool shit that we're doing at nerd but like you are the people who follow us you start to get to know us a little bit more you know and uh like think about like um uh, Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, like every time he comes, he's like bringing us drinks yeah. or whatever, you know, Arizona fruit and, punch. And, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, Oh dude, like you're, you're freaking you awesome. Saved my bro. day. <laughs> yeah. Like legit. It's funny. Cause when I, saw him, <laughs> I saw him the other day and he like hands me Red Bull. I'm like, Oh dude, so it's like right in the nick of time. He's like, seems like the last few times I've come, it's, this has been right in the nick of time. I'm like, yep, it is. We have this it's telepathy. Very tiring. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, just just think about all those, you know, those different connections and and uh, what really is possible, you know, yeah. when you start when you start actually like utilizing it to your advantage. Yeah, it's so weird to me because I've had people message me on Instagram with questions about snakes and stuff, and I'll just like shoot them a message back, and they're like, "I was not expecting you to reply back mm-hmm. to me," and I'm like, "What do you mean you weren't expecting me to reply back to you? I'm Rob. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's what I do. I'm just." I'm just hanging out talking reptiles, man. That's Yeah. That's what I care about. No, see, okay, so you want to know what's funny. So I was on Instagram last night and I was um I was just going through people's stories, whatever. And uh every once in a while somebody like tags another reptile person. I'll I'll check out their profile to see what they see what they've got. So um I clicked on a profile and it's this dude but the background of his photo was a place that I recognized, and that was Adam Harris's shop. Oh yeah, down yeah. in Connecticut. So I uh, I liked one of his photos, and I like left a comment. Oh man, like Adam's got some re- you know some really cool stuff. Blah blah blah. And uh, he was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> like you just commented on one of my things, whatever. Like, dude, you should totally come by the shop sometime. So I was like, "Man, I'd love to." Shoot me a DM. So I was talking with him for a little while, and he was like holy crap, dude, like, I can't believe, like, we're having this conversation, whatever, and I was like, uh, I was like, dude, Adam, for me, Adam's, like, the guy. Yeah. Because, like, he's the first person that took me seriously when I was like, I want to work with snakes for my life, mm-hmm. you know? So I was, like, telling him that story, and he's like, I never would have known that. Yeah. Like, you know, if you, if you didn't tell me that. So, um, so I think I'm going down there uh later this month monday to check out his shop because since he moved i think last year or Mm -hmm. something into a bigger place i have i haven't been down Uh. to see it so i i keep i keep saying like man i gotta go down there man i gotta go down there so um yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna finish i'm going down on a monday so uh, i'm gonna finish teaching and then just like hit the road and go down and, and check it out and um Cause I was like, man, Adam came up here. He was he was here True. not that long ago. True. You know, I'm like, I think it's time I take the journey down to Connecticut and and go hang. You for ready a to hear bit, the sin? You know? What? I've never been to his shop. Oh. I know. Oh. I know. Bro. I know. I know. It's terrible. I know. Especially where I I spent a lot of time in Connecticut as a kid because my mom's family, a lot of her family's in Connecticut. I don't know why I never. So I'm gonna give you the date. Yep. And you're just going to sneak out of work a little early. Yeah. And we're just going to go. I'm down. Yeah. We'll be like, I'll it's let you far enough water in advance. Yeah. It's far enough in advance. So it's cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a Monday that I'm going down. So the shop, his shop is usually closed on Mondays, but mm. they're, they're doing they're there. maintenance yeah. or whatever. So um, I was like, I can't get down until kind of, you know, later, later in the day. But if you want to hang, go out to dinner, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah, man, that'd be so fucking great. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm cooling. I'm chilling. Yeah, I'm, chilling. I'm just like, I want to come hang out with Adam. It's yeah. been, it's been a while, you know. Yeah. Um, but like those, those are just those instances where like social media, you never know the impact that you'll have. Yeah. You know, on, on social media and, and, uh, you know, to be able to tell those, 
those stories like you know i mean think about noah mm-hmm. marcus mm-hmm. you know i first met him at adam's shop you know and but and he knew me from youtube mm-hmm. for what i was doing on youtube you know so there's and now you know, he tries to hijack my Instagram live streams with his rhino iguana from time to time, (laughs) you know, but, uh, just thinking about like all the connections that, you know, social media can make if you utilize it correctly, you know, it can be massive. It's like, um, we went down to carpet fest and we uh, Mm -hmm. met up with Lucas Yep. and I was like, he was super pumped and I was like, dude, we should fucking talk. Like, let's, let's talk. Cause, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not some arrogant piece of shit <laughs> like yeah. if you want to fucking if you want to talk let's talk dude yeah so we hung out for like a little bit when we the night before carpet fest when everybody was hanging out at the brewery mm-hmm. um and then hanging out at the fire you know with carly and everybody and just shooting shit and i think that they're trying to plan a trip to come up to, to come check up out to nerd. nerd and i'm yeah, like yeah. yes do it we'll yep. hook that up yeah we'll 100%. show you what's up man yeah i um so i i talk with lucas and his mom probably every other day at yeah. least we were just randomly chatting about stuff but i just sent lucas um one of my gopher snakes because mm-hmm. um, it's an animal that i've i've had here for a while didn't necessarily fit into a project that i've got and it's not necessarily something i can dump more resources into mm. at the moment and i was like man like i don't necessarily want to just randomly sell this and let this go so um i hit up Lucas's mom mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to ask your permission before I just randomly pack <laughs> a box and, and send it." <laughs> I was like, "But you know, I know Lucas was just checking out um, Pituophis and kind of geeking about some Pituophis." I was like, "Do you think he'd be interested in this?" You know, and uh, and she was like, "Oh my god, I think he'd freaking love that!" Like, blah mm-hmm. blah. Uh, how much you ask? I was like, "I don't want money." Yeah. Just like I, I was like, because I remember being that kid, being that, kid, that yeah. was like. All into reptiles, and I remember having that one person to just be like, you know what, here, just yeah. take this and, and enjoy Work it and it. Yeah. have fun with it, you know, yeah. and I was like, if I can take this moment to be that person to somebody else, then I'm 100% down yeah. for that, and uh, his mom sent me a video of him, like, opening the box, and, like, when he opens the bag, he's like, holy shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, that's yes. what it's all about, yeah, man, fuck about. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So if you haven't checked him out on Instagram, go check him out, Cobra Keeper Junior. That's it. Yep, on Instagram. That's it. Do it. Lucas, shout out, man. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, social media has so much potential, potential um, for good and bad. For good and bad, true. Um, you know, but I mean, if you if you really like utilize it in in the right way i mean it it can it can literally change your life you know i i think that that's one of the things that um that has always played well for me on my social media is that social media is kind of whatever you make of it Mm -hmm. and i just like to have fun like i don't really give a fuck about other shit so i i literally just try to have fun so like on my facebook i'll post like question of the day or people can like i'll post random anything i'm thinking about i'm like i'm just gonna like ask see what people think about that mm-hmm. um and that's a lot of fun then like on instagram i'll do polls and stuff so you can you know vote on things and all that sort of stuff but it just creates that little bit of engagement between you and the people who you know yeah you follow your friends with or whatever and it just kind of builds those bonds over time and you know i've had a lot of people come up to me at expos and they're like you know i don't ever like comment on your questions of the day but i like reading them because <laughs> it's interesting to see what people say yeah and uh, they're, they're like that's just something i enjoy about your social media because a lot of people all they post about is drama and politics yep. and bullshit and lots of crap and <laughs> there's not a lot of places where you can go on social media where it's like low drama low crap like just have fun and yes. just enjoy the connections that you're making and i try and keep my social media kind of to that because i i cannot be stressed out about stuff i can't i can't do it yeah no. can't do it well no. i won't do it <laughs> i i have a tough time around election time but i i'm trying to keep it fun yep Dude, that's what you gotta do. Yeah, that's honestly what you gotta do. I've, um, you know, before obviously before coming to Nerd, I was I was teaching and, and gigging full time. So my social media was um, basically like an open book. Yeah, you know, you could find me basically anywhere. None of my profiles were locked down or privatized or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So people could find me pretty easily and whatever, which I'm totally cool with. 
Um, you know, and, uh, even, even more so now, like just have, just, I have everything open, whatever. Um, and it was when I was like trying to push records when I was first putting out albums, uh, as a band leader, like I realized very quickly that the engagement that you get on social media is, is literally everything, mm -hmm. you know, being able to interact with, with people in general, you yeah. know, um, <clears throat> but also realizing that, you know, when it comes to the growth aspect of it, the, the context of the comments generally doesn't matter, mm. you know? Um, so like essentially what I'm saying is just don't take it too damn serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just like, if you were looking algorithmically, all they're going to look at is, okay, you made a post what's the, the what's the number of engagements mm -hmm. on that post doesn't matter what the context is it doesn't matter if somebody's like you suck you're a piece of crap or i love you you're the greatest person ever. it's a comment yeah you know and likes and reactions mean very little yeah you know um so i i think once you kind of get to that point mm -hmm. where you can realize like hey man you know i'm i'm trying to keep in touch with people but at the end of the day like the people for me personally, the, the people who I want to be able to get in contact with, they've got my number. Mm -hmm. I've got their number. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, very simple to do, um, you know, to get in contact with me. But, uh, you know, so social media, just, man, just lighten up, you know, for <laughs> just like, though. don't, don't take it that seriously. It's not, it's not the end of the world. You're, uh, CNN or Fox News clip that was originally 15 minutes that Facebook cut down to 90 seconds, I guarantee you, is not totally accurate. So, you know, just don't stress, man. Just don't stress about it. Just ride the wave sure? and have a good time, man. That's that's all that's net. Listen, hey, guy, I'm just telling you, you just got to relax. That's it. A really great example on YouTube on uh, Will's, I think, Will Nace's latest video. Mm -hmm. Um, is like, you know, got the key, you're over 5,000 animals in Brian Barchek's building, whatever. Yeah. And, um, somebody commented because, you know, Will talks about how, it, you know, Brian's obviously got the reptarian, but he still has BHB. Most of the stuff in BHB is still is kept in racks and blah, mm. blah, blah. And he's like, you know, there's no problem with that. You know, it's literally how the industry was basically designed, you mm. know, but whatever. So this person who's also commented on multiple other videos that Will has posted um, regarding Barcheck and the Reptarium was like, uh, what do you mean that's not cool being kept in shoe boxes and blah, 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 it's neglectful and blah, I can't believe you're condoning this and blah, blah. And I just kind of like watched the shit show comments just kind of underneath it. And like Will Will didn't respond, but I commented mm -hmm. and, uh, and was just like, keep it moving, Mark. Like, whatever. So, like, Will texted me last night, it like, with a bunch of hysterical laughing faces and was mm -hmm. like, keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm just like, man, if this was 10 years ago, I would have annihilated that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I'm just kind of like, dude, just shut up. Yeah. You know, like, you you don't know the context. You don't know the people. Like, you just be shut upset up. about something. Everybody's got to be upset about something. Of course. Of course. I, I was just upset that Mark couldn't let it go. So... <laughs> Keep it moving, Mark. <laughs> oh, no. I don't care, man. Just keep it moving, dude. Nobody gives a shit about your two cents. You don't know Barcheck. Go away. <laughs> Just go away. Just keep keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> that's the new Reptile Talk shirt that's going to come out. There so you go. Reptile Talk. Moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm doing I'm down with that. I'd get a sticker that said that. Yeah. Reptile Talk. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Hell yeah, dude. That might be the new slogan. The next slogan. sticker, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're we're rounding down. Winding down the time. Uh, before we talk about our own social media, yeah. Reptile Talk has a new cool thing. That's going to be promote. going on. Yeah. We're going to be working on an OnlyFans account. Uh, for real. It's not going to be nudes of me and Jeremy. Sorry. Calm, Sorry. calm yourself. Calm yeah. yourself. Yeah, no. I love um, Rob, but, but it's not the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> reptile Talk. Uh, sorry. Uh, OnlyFans.com slash Reptile Talk. 
and we're going to be posting some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, we're going to be posting some additional pictures from some of our guests. We're going to be sharing a little bit of what goes on behind the mic and that sort of stuff. It'll also help uh, keep this show moving, mm -hmm. keep, keeping it moving, you know, um, and uh, you know, maybe if we start doing some trips to visit people and do that sort of stuff, it can help keep some of that stuff running. And yes. we're trying to figure out something where I can send you guys some wristbands because if you follow me, you'll know that I've got some pretty cool uh, creeping it real wristbands that say reptile keeper on one side and creeping it real on the other. And I've got also the uh, black and white ones that say education nation and reptile keeper on the other side. So I can figure out a way to send you some wristbands. And we also have reptile talk stickers and that yes. sort of stuff so check it out uh we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe and you'll get some extra cool content we're going to be working on putting up some more behind the scenes stuff of what we're working with in our own collection that we might not share on our regular social media and just kind of keeping it just to the the reptile talk fam you know yep that's yeah. it dude so that's jeremy cool. yes. if you want to find out more about more stuff about you that they're not going to see on our OnlyFans. The regular stuff that the, the, the peasants get the to see. The gen pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can certainly find me on Facebook and Instagram, Brassman Reptiles. Twitter, at Brassman Rep. Um, Patreon, Brassman Reptiles. YouTube, Brassman Reptiles. And I think that's it. How about Great. you, Rob? If you want to find out what I'm doing, check out my Instagram. It's at Rob is creeping it real because I'm always creeping it real. And then Twitter, Rob is creeping because I'm creepy. And don't <laughs> add me on Facebook. There you go. And You'll then, be in purgatory forever. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That we'll wraps up. We'll see you up. next time. Yes, sir. Peace.